0: Hi, I'm Donna Lauren, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. You can see me probably all summer long on Beach Blanket Bingo and some of the other beach party movies, as well as probably Batman and the Monkeys.
1: This is On Screen and Beyond, episode 220. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is your weekly look once again into the world of movies, TV, and DVDs. And we're going to be looking at, of course, movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. And you're going to hear the stories right from the stars themselves, right here at On Screen and Beyond. This week... We have Donna Lauren coming our way. Now, Donna, of course, was back in the 60s. She was the Dr. Pepper girl. So, who could forget that? And uh, if you're not old enough to remember that, then, um, you know, hear Donna talk about it. Also, she was in the beach party movies with Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello and all those fun movies that uh, we get to see over and over again every summer and on TV and everything. So um, she's going to be talking about those. She was also uh, appeared on The Monkeys and Doctor Killed there and Batman. She had a, a big scene with uh, Batman and Robin and everything. So she's going to be talking about that coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. So I hope you're going to stick around. And let's see. Let's see. What do we have for business before we get into remake madness? Oh, yes. Don Grady has passed away, one of the my three sons' sons. And our thoughts go out to the family. And uh, Don is such a nice guy. And we had him as a guest on the show. If you go back in the On Screen and com and go to our OSB reruns, you can check that out and hear Don reminisce about his career and his shows. He was a great musician. And uh, you can hear it all right here at On Screen and Beyond. So, uh, like I said, our thoughts go out to the family. And uh, may he rest in peace. Well. Let's see here, if you have a suggestion for a guest at On Screen and Beyond, go ahead and email it to us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And what do you say we get right into Remake Madness next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Can you and try again? Remake Madness, well, it looks like plans are in the works to bring Sesame Street to the big screen. We'll see what happens with that one. And a remake of the 70s Whodunit, The Last of Sheila is also being considered. And a remake of George Orwell's 1984 is being readied from Ron Howard and Brian Grazer. That's it for Remake Madness coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. We take a peek at what's coming your way as far as new movies right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies. Well, in October this year, you can look for Kevin James in Here Comes the Boom as a high school biology teacher moonlights as a mixed martial arts fighter in order to raise money to save the school's music program. And Rob Reiner will be directing a thriller called You Belong to Me, and it's about a psychiatrist who lets his patients in on details of his life and trouble You can look for that in 2013. And a new football comedy called Draft Day will be coming our way with director Ivan Reitman at the helm of it. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we'll take a peek at what's coming your way as far as sequels. at Sequel City on On Screen and Beyond. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. Ethics is the Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. Ethics is the Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Sequel City, well, Jurassic Park 4 has the two writers from The Rise of the Planet of the Apes heading up the writing for the sequel. So that uh, they might do a good job with that. And Jim Carrey is no longer planning to do the sequel to Dumb and Dumber. And Jeff Daniels says, no Jim, no sequel. And the sequel to 2010's Monsters is now in development. That's it for Sequel City coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. We'll take a peek at what's coming away as far as TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, July 31st, the 50s TV show Federal Men will be hitting DVD. And on September 11th, Season 1 of Up All Night with Christina Applegate and Will Arnett will arrive. Also on September 11th, you can catch Terra Nova as it travels to DVD in a complete series set. And Season 2 of Hawaii Five O will land on DVD and Blu-ray on September 18th. That is it for TV on DVD. Next, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? We got it right here at On Screen and Beyond. (laughs) Movies on DVD. Well, look for Indiana Jones as he comes to Blu-ray this September finally in a four-movie set with all the indie films coming your way. And 15 classic Alfred Hitchcock movies comprise the Alfred Hitchcock Masterpiece Blu-ray Collection coming on. In September, on the 25th, it includes Psycho, Vertigo, The Birds, and many more Alfred Hitchcock thrillers. And on July 31st, Scalene with Margot Martindale, who is an Emmy winner, will arrive with the story of a mother's revenge for her mentally challenged son. That is it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take you back to the 60s. We've got Donna Lauren with us. She was from all those fun beach party movies with Frankie Avalon and Funicello and the gang and all the singing and all the partying they did. And it's all coming up. She's next right here on On Screen and Beyond. She was also in The Monkees and she was on Dr. Kildare and Batman and all sorts of stuff. She was the Dr. Pepper girl. Donna Lauren, next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. My guest today on On Screen and Beyond is an actress and singer who appeared in the fun beach party movies we all know and love with Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello in the 60s. She also appeared on The Monkees, Dr. Kildare, and Batman, among many other shows, and she was the Dr. Pepper girl. It's Donna Lauren. Donna, welcome to On Screen and Beyond.
0: Thank you so much, Brian, for having me on. I hope that I'm going to be your friendly (laughs) pepper-upper.
1: Well, you know, I'm looking at all the things you've done, and it's like, where do we start? So <laughs> what what I decided was, why don't we start at the beginning? At the when, beginning. When, is the right. <laughs> when you were a little girl, was it your dream to become a singer and actress?
0: Hmm. Actually, I was extremely shy. Really? And if it, if it hadn't been um, for my parents, kind of, you know, being being the the, the motivating force <laughs> uh, i probably would not have wanted to be on stage because i remember the first time i had to be on television on an amateur contest show that um my bladder got a little weak and <laughs> mm, yes it it was it was embarrassing <laughs>
1: So, what was the turning point when you actually started performing?
0: Mm. Well, I did a commercial um, when I was eight years old, and that was um, the precursor to me joining unions and getting my social security card and officially, you know, um, earning more money than than my adopted father ever could earn. And so, it you know, I was looked upon as. The person that would eventually, you know, make make my family's life easier, mm-hmm. and um, that was followed by a, a guest spot on the Mickey Mouse show. Yeah. And um, after that, you know, it was quite evident that I, you know, I, my career was eminent, and um, that. It, it in essentially you know by nineteen sixty three when I turned sixteen, I signed a seven year contract with Dr. Pepper.
1: Well, you were going into all different areas there. Is there one that you liked more or and the others just came about, or how was that
0: yeah that that's a really good question you know i i I have this memory of when I was about seven or eight years old, and i um I got my tonsils out and and right after right after I came out of that and in the hospital, the nurse was telling me "No, you know don't try to talk, and all I could think about was singing uh, and so, as soon as I was left alone in my room, I started singing, and it didn't hurt; it made me heal, it made me feel better wow. and um and and that's how it's been for me for the rest of my life before then um i did sing um when i got sad you know i'd go in my bedroom and 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 i'd cry and i'd find a song to sing and um you know it's it's always been a comfort to me and i think it's kind of kind of my way of of expressing emotion
1: mm-hmm it only hurts when I cry, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs>
1: now, now, some people may not catch that, but that's your signature song, right?
0: <laughs> From Beach Blanket Bingo. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yep. Now, when the beach party movies started, uh, the first one you were in, I believe, was Muscle Beach Party, right? Yes. Now, was mm-hmm. that the one with? And I'm, I mix them up all the time. Was it? Was it Peter Lupus? Who was the strong yep. man in that? Yes. He was, mm-hmm. okay. Yep, all right. And yes, you know, that was
0: awesome. Awesome watching, watching all the muscle men, you know, get painted with pancake makeup. They were, they were all, like, standing on a picnic table while the makeup people were <laughs> stroking them up and down with these sponges and making sure that they they went from a pale skin to a tan body, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not like nowadays when they put them in a booth and they just... <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true I don't know what's easier but it was it was really awesome and weird watching that <laughs>
1: huh. so how did you get the your first job on Muscle Beach Party how did that uh, casting was it a casting call or uh, did somebody had their eye on you and said I want her in the movie or how did that happen
0: well, I'll give you the short version. Um, I am in the process of writing a book about my life. Oh, great. And I, I, do, I do talk about um, so many of these things in detail. But uh, just, you know, broadly, um, when I signed with Dr. Pepper, I did not realize that they had a master plan. And I think it's really interesting that the one of the executives of the advertising company, uh, was also a screenplay writer who wrote Muscle Beach Party mm-hmm. and so when they when they who I'm saying this advertising company in conjunction with Dr. Pepper signed me to represent them, um, they also put me in my first movie because they were a part of it I see in essence the in essence, it was the birth of product placement, and I was to sit in. Big Drags uh, Cafe uh, with a bottle of Dr Pepper, and um, and the only reason I got to sing with Dick Dale and do a duet is um, because the musical director heard my commercials and knew that I could sing and and so you know he invited me to do the duet with Dick, and um, there we have muscle bustle.
1: Now when. You finished Muscle Beach Party. Was it planned that they were going to have a, a, a complete series of all these movies, or mm. was it just all of a sudden they said, "Well, let's do another one"?
0: You know, I I wasn't really privileged to to know what the plans were, mm-hmm. but um, it just it just made sense that Frankie and Annette were so beloved by the you know American audience, and the films you know were so well received. Yeah, well, um, yeah. That you know, why not do a sequel after sequel? You right. know, until until they wear themselves out.
1: So. Now I noticed, and and it, you know, here I am able to ask you questions about the real movie and all this. Um, the movies changed. Sometimes they had Eric Von Zipper in it, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Or was it Harvey Lem- Lembeck? Lembeck, yeah. Um, and some didn't, but some of the characters even though they were the same people throughout the movies, changed, like the character of, um, I'm trying to think, was it Lug or? Uh,
0: oh, I know you're talking. You mean Jody McRae.
1: The, the tall tall guy who was kind of uh, a little slow?
0: Yeah, that's, that's Joel McRae's son.
1: Ah, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, and
1: his character, actually the name, I believe the name changed a few times on that one.
0: You, you you know them better than i do
1: <laughs> <laughs> i i'm just memories are coming back on it that's all it is
0: <laughs> sometimes sometimes that happens you know I, mean?
1: yeah. I just remember that his character i think the name changed actually and his he went from i think in the first movie he was more um not as simple as he was in some of the other movies
0: <laughs> okay okay well um you know uh, he he evolved, <laughs> mm-hmm. as simple as that. But um, I do know that you know he came from a theatrical family, and that he was a gentleman. And um, a lot of the people that were in those films, you know, were there having a lot of fun, and it, that that was being captured. Yeah. So it was it was more about California culture and the surf scene. You know, and and that that yearning, you know, that everyone has that doesn't live by the ocean, especially in the California coast, to to have those sunny days and be able to, you know, be in the ocean and swim and surf, and you know, it's it's, it's a fantasy. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, which now I think it's becoming so much more of a reality for so many more people with skateboarding and you know the various uh, me- mechanical wave machines that mm-hmm. that uh, are in are are in hotels and various areas water parks yeah. you know the the whole surf thing is really um, it's it's not a trend anymore it's here to stay
1: are any of those beach party movies your favorite closer to your heart than the others
0: mm, well i would i would say beach blanket bingo I, you know it's it, it really um, struck a note. I think in Vietnam, uh, the soldiers, uh, you know, had a slice of, of home with with that uh, with that movie. And um, I think the songs that came from it are more memorable. Yeah. Although Muscle Bustle is still um, considered a surf classic.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it working with Frankie and Annette?
0: Well, they are so wonderful and down to earth and um you know, as a matter of fact, just recently I had a reunion with Frankie and really? I could not believe it. I mean, he, first of all, he looks the same, but I haven't seen him since I was a teenager and um and he he recognized me and it was it was really a very warm feeling and And then, of course, you know Annette is in a very um incapacitated right yes. uh, situation and um but i I understand that she has like frankie has contact you see you know she allows a few people to have um you know contact with her um, mm-hmm. but um the last time i ever you know i ever had any contact with her was in nineteen eighties in the early eighties when you know, they were starting to think about doing a a, a sequel. Yes. But, yeah. You know, like
1: twenty years later. Right, yeah. Now were you asked to be in the remake? I can't remember what the name of the Back to the Beach or whatever it was.
0: Yeah, um actually I approached it a little differently. I, I had written a song and I thought that it that the song would be perfect for the movie. Ah. And it, it never it never went any farther than that. So um you know when when I heard Annette's voice over the phone when we were talking um i i just i didn't know she didn't tell me that she was feeling ill. Oh. I just heard um something strange in her voice and um and that was the last time I had any contact with her mm-hmm.
1: yeah the the years that those movies were being made, you were so busy you you, you were on shindig right
0: yes, mhm,
1: yeah, the and, love of my life <laughs> it, it, was that a fun show to be on
0: that was the highlight of my life,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, you sang a lot on the, on that show.
0: Oh yeah. Well, the producer Jack Good, who was an Englishman, gave me so much latitude to be able to express myself. And the stage, in um, you know, the what do you call it, the sound stage that it was on in Hollywood was it was like a little theater, and the sound was incredible. Everybody everybody felt like their voices were being transcended in the most true sense. You know, um, not like being on some concert stage where the, the microphone distorts your voice. Um, and so it was a pleasure. And then so many of the m- musicians that I recorded with since I was like 14 were part of the Shindig band. And, and you know, I-, I was very familiar with with quite a few of the people that, that were on the show on a regular basis, like Glenn Campbell and Darlene Love and you know, at Leon Russell and people like that. Hmm. So it became it became like um, well, I had already left my high school to work for Dr Pepper and was um, feeling like you know kind of a loss in my life at that point um, because I I wasn't going to be going through through high school in the normal way. I was going through a professional school at the time and barely ever attended but um shindig came at the time in my life that it was like uh, that that was my surrogate senior year with all these wonderful musicians and and then incredible british artists oh, yeah. that were so new on the scene at the time and um that was i mean i have to give all the credit to jack good Mm -hmm. He was the magician and the master and made it all happen and gave everyone the venue to, you know, just have a great time and share it with the audience.
1: Yeah. Now, here you are. You're a star on the show. And like you say, you're meeting these these British acts that are coming in and being on the show or or even American acts that are being on the show. Now, was there any one of them in particular that you were just totally you know in awe of seeing when they came onto the set
0: oh yeah well ray charles did it for me
1: really yeah I can yeah, imagine. yeah
0: that was that was an incredible experience I, I i have a little anecdote that i write about um in my in my book and so i won't get into it but he, you know he was he was at the peak of his career at that point and um That was an amazing experience, just witnessing Ray Charles and, you know, (laughs) singing Georgia. Right,
1: yeah, geez. Now, before I go on, you've mentioned your book. When are you going to be having your book come out?
0: Well, definitely this year. I've been working on it since I moved back to California from Hawaii for the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just about to wrap it up, uh, probably the beginning of the summer, Um, And then I have to decide, you know, what the next step is. But um, a big, big bonus to this whole uh, venture is that when my adopted father passed away, who was my manager and also a professional photographer, he left me about 3,000 slides that had never been uh, printed of when he followed me around and and took pictures of my career so um i've been editing them and i'll be including them in my book and they'll be photographs that's never been seen of you know all the kind of behind the scenes stuff that (laughs) that i was involved with with different people yeah
1: That's I, I, I'm just fascinated when celebrities write books and and we get to get a little more information into you know their lives and what went on and everything. It's just they're just so so much fun to read.
0: Can't <laughs> well, wait I'm glad.
1: For you to, to put it out. Well,
0: this is this one is bittersweet. <laughs> uh-huh,
1: yeah. Now you're the Dr. Pepper girl. Um, I look back in preparation for for the interview here, and I looked at some of those uh, commercials. I, I think I saw them on your Facebook page or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And you had... And and to be honest, I don't remember the commercials, but once I saw them, I did remember them. Oh, and and, good. and I just... It was like, you know, it, it struck in the back of my mind. I remember that. <laughs> oh, cool. So, Very
0: cool. Well, uh, you know, uh, that was quite an experience um being in the south in the 60s and you know the from 63 to 68 i was i spent a lot of time in um you know the midwest and southern part of this country and um you know uh, just a, a brief touch on you know, when Kennedy came to Dallas and was assassinated, you know, that's the same day, within an hour, that I was introduced as a Dr. Pepper girl. Wow. Um, there, you know, I witnessed so much of what was going on, you know, in this country during the civil rights movements. And, um, you know, from my own vantage point. and And... Um, And so it was, it had that kind of duality to it, you know, where I, um, you know, I was part of, part of building a business with a company and that was a great pleasure, you know, but it it gave me uh, the the opportunity to see the way people lived, you know. Mm, Yeah. Um, And just hope things have improved. I'm not not so sure that they have.
1: (laughs) Now, being the Dr. Pepper girl, you got a chance to work with Dick Clark. Yes. Uh, What was Mm -hmm. it like to... What was Dick like?
0: Well, they call him the youngest teenager, well, the oldest teenager.
1: (laughs) He's like Frankie Avalon. He he looked the same forever.
0: (laughs) He did. He really did. Yeah. Um, He was... So committed and so dedicated to rock and roll, you know that that when I did a tour with him um, and you know myself and the Supremes and
1: the caravan, bunch of other
0: people. Pardon?
1: Was it the caravan? Is that what yes, they call it? The, the caravan. The
0: caravan of the stars. Yes. Yes, and you know we spent 21 days on a bus together and you know, he did not follow us in a limo. He was on the bus with us. Ah, okay. And when we, when we, you know, stayed overnight in some motel in Oklahoma, you know, he shared a room in the same place. He never, ever differentiated himself. He always included himself. He, and, uh, you know, I think that that's a true testimony to his love of, of the music and love of the artists. And um, you know that's that's what he took to heaven with him. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now, in '66, you were on Milton the Milton Burl show. You were on Doctor Kildare. You were on Red Skelton. Uh, but one of the ones that people remember you the most for, of course, you were on Batman twice, right?
0: I was on a, a two episode Batman, two yes, episode
1: with Batman. the Joker. Yep, yeah, yeah, and and you kissed Robin, right? Yes, I did. And, and I, I read that that was a big controversy, and they got a lot of emails because of it? Well, I don't
0: know if they were emailing at the time. Oh, well, but... I'm sorry, yeah,
1: not, <laughs> <laughs> not emails. Man. They got a lot of mail.
0: <laughs> yes, 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 Brian. Um, well, actually, that, I believe, was a publicity uh, situation where you know, this was separate from the filming. It was just an opportunity for publicity that Robin got his first kiss. Ah. And because I was on a very early episode, you know, they they asked me if I would participate in that. So that's how that came about. Now I, I know, I have heard rumors all these years and I don't know really where it started or why it started.
1: No you went on to the Monkeys, you did the Monkeys. I remember that episode where you were a princess and you were going to marry Davy. Oh yes. Yeah, there. Oh
0: yes. Yeah. Yes, another another icon, you know, that that's left us. Yes. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, he he was a great fun to work with and um and I was just invited to be part of a Monkeys memorial for him. So, um I'll be reunited with Peter and Mickey, and I'm not sure if if Mike is going to be there, uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, to me, it's absolutely amazing that just about everything that I was associated with in the 60s is still so relevant today.
1: Yeah. Now, you had stopped uh, working for a while or, or performing and, and things like that, uh, but then as just le- uh, two years ago, you came out with another album, didn't, didn't you?
0: Oh, yes. Excuse me. <clears throat> yes. Um, well, in 1968, I, I retired. And um, in 2009, I um, had a, a few songs that I had written, and so I decided to m- include them in an album with some cover tunes, and um, I, I call it Love It Away. And, um, you know, I, I'm really inspired to be part of of the world. I, I took so many years to um be in you know seclusion and um and now i just i just feel the calling to to be a participant Mm -hmm. and um and and crusade with with everybody to make a better world so my way of entering was to get back in the studio and, and make some music and now i'm getting out there and shaking some hands
1: how did it feel getting back into the studio again
0: Oh, it was really a lot of fun. Yeah. And it was cathartic at the same time. hmm
1: now, now, did you pick out the songs you wanted, or did somebody else decide oh, what yeah. you wanted? How, yeah, how could I, you decide it, of all the songs? That...
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, in the moment, I mean, I wrote about eight songs, and then I included, I think, seven covers. Yeah. And And um, it was about telling a story. And so, you know, it felt very natural, and... Um, And the people that I worked with, you know, I I kept it very kind of, um, you know, unplugged. So it was, you know, myself and one other person on keyboard. And I had a reunion with um, Carol Kay, who played bass for me when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. And she was part of the wrecking crew. And um, so she played on a couple of numbers. And then another great, great musician, um, a bass player who um has been on Jackson Brown and Crosby Stills and Nash and all kinds of great classic music. So, um you know, I'm I'm uh, it was a it was it's like a diary.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: it's something that just came from my heart. Yeah. And um
1: is that album available yeah. uh for people to purchase on your website?
0: Oh, and on my website, on iTunes, on iTunes. Amazon, Amazon, you know, it's the it's the full coverage. So, I have love it away is is my way of saying, you know, try try to try to use that as your solution. Love it away, mm-hmm. and um, and then I came out just before I decided to move back to California. Um, I left I left Hawaii thinking, you know, I really want to do an homage to Hawaii, and so I thought of Elvis, and um, and so I, I chose a few songs that that Elvis is um, very, you know, famous for. And so I did Loving You and Teddy Bear and um, One Night and, um, and Merry Christmas, Baby. And mm-hmm. so um, I have a little EP called Donna Does Elvis in Hawaii. Yeah. And, and so you can also find that.
1: Hmm. So had you ever met Elvis in, your, in all the years back in the 60s when you were, when you were touring and things like that?
0: Well, that's another chapter in my book. Ah,
1: okay. <laughs> I can't wait for this book to come out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will let you know, Brian.
1: <laughs> okay, that would be good. Well, Donna, I want to finish up with two final questions. Yes. All right, and it's going to take us away from, from your your touring and your, your songs and your TVs and movies and all that stuff. It's more of a personal part of you. Um, what are your favorite TV shows of all time that you enjoy watching? New or old doesn't make any difference.
0: Mm. Well, my my number one favorite show right now is called Mad Men.
1: Ah, yes, that's a lot of people's favorite.
0: <laughs> and I totally relate with the advertising, you know, company as their kind of nucleus of the story. Mm-hmm. And um, as a matter of fact, I will tell you that I hope that that a treatment of my story of how I became the Dr Pepper girl is told on Mad Men.
1: Oh, really? That would be neat. Huh. And maybe even you know,
0: "It Only Hurts When I Cry" uh, being shown in you know in an episode.
1: Wow, that would be cool. So now, what about movies? What are your favorite movies of all time?
0: Hmm. There, I have to go to a classic. I think my very, very favorite movie is Gone with the Wind.
1: Classic one for sure. That's right. (laughs) Well, Donna, this has been so much fun, and I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us, and uh, I thank you so much for being a guest here on On Screen and Beyond.
0: It's fun for me too, Brian. Thank you so much.
1: what a wonderful guest Donna Lauren I want to thank her so much for taking the time out of her busy schedule to talk to us about uh, her career and all the things she's done a very busy lady so uh, check out some of her music and uh, you know it's pretty good stuff that is it for another episode of On Screen and Beyond if you are on Facebook why don't you like us we're right there you can also go to onscreenandbeyond.com scroll down to the bottom and you can click right there we got a link that will take you there and what else here if you have a suggestion for a guest on on screen and beyond uh, send it to us at feedback at com, and we'll see what we can do about getting that on for you and i also want to thank all the people who send emails each week uh, to uh, chat with me and talk with me with just love reading those emails and we appreciate it so much and uh, you can contact me or you just send it to feedback at com. love hearing from you and i want to thank all of you who listen each week and if you're on iTunes, please go to iTunes and uh, help us out. And all you got to do is turn around and put a little uh, review there and, you know, a couple of lines and rate us. And, uh, you know, it'll help us get more people to learn about On Screen and Beyond and uh, share it with them. Okay, and if you've got a friend, share it with them. Tell them, you know, go back in onscreenandbeyond.com and you can go through our uh, rerun section and you can find somebody or they'll find somebody who they want to listen to and i'll bet you they'll find even more than that because there's just so many great guests at onscreenandbeyond.com we keep them coming and uh, whether it's uh, people who are, are classics from the movies or TV shows of the 50s and 60s, or if they're people who are in current shows, uh, we've got them all right here at On Screen and Beyond. Music people and everything else, Oscar winners. And uh, we're going to keep bringing them to you right here at On Screen and Beyond. I've got some great guests coming up. They're lined up, and we're going to be having them come your way. So I uh, hope you'll join us each week right here at On Screen and Beyond. That's a wrap for this week. Uh, until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. <laughs>